Hello, thank you, and welcome to our new show titled Our Two Cents Pod. We are your hosts, Mona Lisa, and I am Dergo BJ. And you can also find us on our Instagram or Twitter at Our The Number Two Cents Pod. Today's episode is titled From Melissa to Mona, from Brandon to Dergo BJ. It gives you a description of the process that it actually takes in believing in yourself. Like actually understanding that you aren't just a human being on this earth. You actually have a purpose. Going through our journeys into this life. Exactly. You know, transitioning from who you are into your creative space and your creative persona. And um, how are they separate? How are they alike? Um, Do you turn one off? at any given point in time so we're just going to explore those different aspects of our identity and who we are in our personal life and in our creative field this is a very special and brand new show um i'm pretty sure a few of you are familiar with me from um other podcasts the penrose versus anybody and the grime lords but i'll have you know that Mona Lisa is the person that actually introduced me to Penrose. This is one of many things that we're working on together. How does it feel to be on this side of the mic and out of like hiding? Cause you know, we don't <laughs> do this type of stuff, you know, it's very interesting. It's exciting. Um, and to kind of bring yourself to the fourth front, it kind of opens up a whole nother level of vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, even though, like, I've done this before, it still feel, like, weird because it's us. It's like exactly. we we so private when we're around each other. I think that, like, all of my dirtiest secrets, <laughs> if there are any, like, you know them all. So it make me feel like we about to talk about some shit we can't really say I in know. public. Like, it's too many people <laughs> in the room. <laughs> but um, it's it's really exciting because I'm finally taking responsibility for a lot of the things that we've been saying we were going to do forever and really push it, like really take that chance to, you know, fight the nervousness, fight the fears and the phobias that come with, you know, taking yourself too seriously, you know, not thinking that you're interesting enough because I mean, my life sucks ass. Like as far as you <laughs> perceive it to be, but right. see that that's the whole point of today's intro episode, you know, um, separating yourself from this persona that you're right. not trying to step into. And right, then right. how are they two separate entities or do, are they blended in some type of way? It's kind of, yeah, you know, it's hard for me because when I think about, when I think about becoming a brand, it's overwhelming because even in my early thirties, I'm still finding myself. Exactly. You know, you, you used to think that, you know, you had it all figured out between the 24 and 30 point. But then it's like, and okay, realize you ain't really no shit. Right. You ain't no shit. You know, you thought like, man, you know, I'm sick of hearing all of my aunties talking about their knees and shit hurting <laughs> until. And you then get your you first, turn, right. like as soon as the clock struck 12. <laughs> now your knees is aching. You like, what the fuck is this about? Mm-hmm. So, um, moving is a lot different. You know, the thought processes are extremely different like you know i don't i don't think the same i don't date the same i don't i don't look at opportunity the same way because i mean you just evolve every day 
So today we're going to kind of talk about the ideas of becoming who once was Melissa into Mona Lisa, like the transition of that brand or that person becoming that brand. And then likewise for me with being Brandon now turning into Dergo BJ. So how did you first initially get your brand name, Mona Lisa, which is like fire to me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember. It's just a brainstorming process because I knew I wanted something that stood out and something that still kind of reflected who I was as a person. I'm not necessarily trying to create a persona that is a complete opposite of who I am. But right. I think the two is kind of like Melissa is the person who's always been closed off very private um always felt restricted scared to step out and then the creation of mona is kind of like a way to kind of house this other side of me that right, i don't right. typically show to other people of the world that's the creative side that's mm -hmm. the, the side that's more willing to just say you know fuck all these standards and expectations and right. this is you know this other part of me so i think it was just a thought process coming up with the name and then a play i wanted to have a kind of a play on my name right. and so i just kind of played around with it and the spelling and it really came to me Mona Lisa. i realized that um when i think about how i was able to get there go bj a person actually gave that to me and um mm -hmm. when i think about it it makes total sense right now how that came to form because I remember like trying to be so obscure and off the radar. And at times, like I would just like at random shut my social media down just at random for mm -hmm. no reason. And um, there was a time when a lot of my old friends who I would probably say now I would try to escape from would always say every time we think about you, you just disappear. But somehow, some way at the most random places, you will see me from afar and say, there go BJ. Right. So that's the thing about like finding myself like it seems so absent from me when I think about like brand or think about branding myself. Mm -hmm. But every day I can see it from afar and say this is what I'm trying to attain or where I'm getting to. So it makes total sense now. You know what's crazy is that that's just how the world is now. Everything and everyone is a brand, even if you're not an actual brand. Right. So when right. you have an Instagram page or a Twitter, you could be talking about, you know, you sitting at home eating a bowl of Fruit Loops and it's considered to be a part of you right. as a brand and how you're represented and your representative as a right. person. So it's just, it's just crazy, you know, kind of. Having to try to separate the two and trying to figure out how much to give of yourself without giving too much. Right, right. But what I've learned and what I've heard, and I think it's a good thing, is you share your lifestyle. You don't share your life. Oh, that's dope. I've heard that. That's so dope. It's kind of like people can see how you live and the things you do and where you go, but they don't need to know exactly who you're dating. They can mm -hmm. know you may be dating somebody's present, but they don't need to necessarily know who it is or... I mean, it's up to you how much you want to share. There's no right way or wrong way to go about it. But for safe space, when you can't figure it out, share your lifestyle, not necessarily your life. Yeah, that's a that's a scripture there. Mm -hmm. I I think for me, I, I have so many difficulties. And I'm sure when times get difficult, I think that my life kind of overtakes everything. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me because I'm the... I'm the moody, emotional dude. Like, mm. I'm not like mm -hmm. the... Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that's a word right there. <laughs> so, like, me being a moody dude, like, my natural safe haven is to just go in the room, close the door, shut the lights out, and, you know, look at my phone in the dark. Do y'all know? <laughs> I have to break through ice sometimes when I call him, and like he got out of—he is the grumpy old man. I say he is the grumpy old man to get off my lawn, old man. And sometimes you have to like melt down the ice, and then when you get a good amount, then you can have a good conversation. And I really don't do it intentionally. It's just I'm just a moody ass person, <laughs> and I think that affects the way that I view myself, like. My mood will tell me I'll never look good in those type of jeans. I'll never fit into that paradigm. Like, I'll never be comfortable around. Like, I have the hardest time just having regular conversation with guys because it's so much about manhood and most men that I don't even identify with. Mm -hmm. I can't just have a simple-ass conversation just for the sake of conversation. And I got to get out of that. So that's mm-hmm. a part of branding myself because is it because you feel like you can't relate to them and then they're third thought yeah like um I'm not the dude that talks about sex every day like mm-hmm. sex is very enjoyable but it's not the only thing to talk about exactly. like you know um I don't watch TV you know a truck driver spend the majority of my day on the road so I don't know anything about mm-hmm. sports. I don't have any conversation about wrestling, like typical man shit. Mm. I don't have a video game to play. So it's already hard enough for those reasons to not really have a conversation, but then to not be interested in the type of conversation you want to have just makes it even more difficult. Well, it also sounds like you need to experience some things too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which lets me know I'm nowhere near where I would like to be. So this process of us just challenging ourselves is dope because we always have like dope conversation we spread a lot of dope ideas around and now i just want to see some of this shit happen like i'm tired (laughs) of of depending on like reality like job and shit like that to like make me happy so this is a definite step into a new form or a position of happiness Mm -hmm. so in becoming a brand when you think of brand what do you think that is because branding for most people is just having a very consistent social media presence and it doesn't really give you any type of representation in certain areas like because it doesn't it doesn't give you a corporate look at all most of the time it doesn't tell the absolute truth most of the time you're just behaving a certain type of way not actually putting yourself in a professional viewpoint or position well i think that all comes down to what you're trying to achieve from it though right because there are some who use branding to pretty much showcase their lifestyle or their personal life and that is their brand and there Mm -hmm. are some who stray away from the lifestyle and just show the professional and business side and that is their formal brand so all it is is really just a representation of what you're trying to convey and what you're trying to accomplish. And then also you have, if you're with a brand, a lot of times people, if you're trying to sell a product or a service, I mean, it all depends on what you're trying to achieve from this quote unquote brand. Right. Do you just want to show the world who you are as an individual? Are you trying to show them the more personal side of you of, uh, 
business owner, it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish with branding. You know, the whole popularity and and whatnot of social media is kind of where all of this excessive focus on (laughs) branding (laughs) has has been birthed, you know? Yeah, because I think, like, um, it's kind of confusing now because I typically have a lot of things that I want to take to the next level. And for most of those cases, I noticed that we use social media for everything. We use it for the branding purpose. We use it for marketing. We use it for promotion, but it's kind of hard to use the social media platform for what is really intended for it because you're being all these different things on this same platform. Like you're not going out and you're not touching people. And then when you finally try to or make the attempts to do that, people already have this preconceived notions based on how they took the performance of yourself on social media. You know, you might be a reputable person, but they seen you Twitter beefing or they seen you sneak dissing in somebody's Instagram comments or like those type of things. It seems like it's hard to. You have to just be privy to your right. your actions and how you portray yourself and how you conduct business. But like I said, it all comes down to are you an actual business, a brand, and are you having to portray yourself in a certain way? Or it all depends. I mean, it varies. But as far as you and I and what we're trying to do, I think that we do have an actual business aspect of it that needs to be shown and expressed. But then also you want to let them know you're human. Right. So kind of learning that balance to cut it off. You know, you'll only get so much of Melissa, but you get a lot of Mona because Mona is connected and tied to her business endeavors. But it is also still, you know, who I am. Like I said, it's one and the same. But, you know, um, I guess you're more apt to see more of the creative side Mm -hmm. of who I am versus the Melissa that she sits at home with her daughter and, you know, having a home cooked meal. You're not going to see too much of that. Those are private moments. So even in your personal life, how do you make sure that Mona gets to thrive in those moments where you're not being creative so that you can maintain that headspace of constant cultivation, constant creativity, and not necessarily simmer her down when she's the most significant person at this point? Never cease the creativity. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not broadcasting it, you always keep the creativity going. You know, as far as like, I like to create things, whether it's a poem, uh, drawing pictures, art, you know, she's always present and alive because mm-hmm. I'm always creating something, creating a new recipe, trying a new meal, redecorating my home. Right, right. You know, um, finding new and fun games to play with my child. Right. I mean, the creative creativity doesn't die. Wanting to start getting into um, canvas art, drawing pictures. Oh, that's ill. You know, stuff like that. When I be hearing like Mona Lisa, that shit just sound like sexy as fuck. Like you just create a, you create a fucking character in the bedroom too. Like, wow. <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> somebody else. Right? Like, do she really get to shine? Because <laughs> it's just like. Because like the name is just like it's so artsy. It's it's like still elegant, but it's still contemporary. So mm-hmm. it's like you get to, you know, like do you get to like cook chicken in your 
in your finest lingerie and really feel like like if it's your pride, yeah, yeah this is Mona today motherfucker exactly. right <laughs> yeah so I mean it's so much it's so much like encouragement that comes from like branding yourself like right now for me I remember like this one particular moment in podcasting where we had a conversation about like sensitive is gangster like basically telling how you can be your masculine self and still be sensitive still like express those feelings that you don't get to normally express in different arenas and this female heard the conversation and asked me to motivational speak now that was like terrifying like what do you mean like I don't, you know, I got a few years of college, no degree. I don't have any credential behind what I'm saying. I just know that, you know, my entire life has been morally centered around women. Like you don't expect for certain opportunities to come to you because of how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. So within the last couple of months, I've been trying to tell myself that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to come from. A particular type of background to be a brand mm -hmm. you just have to be authentically you exactly and and that just means she respects your perspective and it just was like why like you know what i'm saying like i when i think of like motivational speakers like even in podcasting i try to because i'm at a point in branding myself where religion is toxic to me mm -hmm. and that's hard to be a brand that in my own mind, I've always been like Christian. I've always been, you know, raised to be, you know, saved and sanctified. But I've also realized that those are just cliches that you learn to repeat to give an answer to a person that doesn't appear or even seem to be relative to you. So religion to me kind of made me feel like I had to separate myself from these ideas of I'm perfect. I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, I'm above or whatever those concepts are that you get from church, like, you know, leveling with other people. And it kind of made it difficult for me to accept that, okay, I'm stepping into higher calling. So I'm like, well, damn, like, I'm just saying that I don't want to be like above anybody. I want to level with people. I want to experience conversation just for conversation and have moments of growth and clarity but then here again it's like well who is this nigga telling me that you know as a man i should do this or who is this nigga telling me that as a woman it is more you know befitting to feel these things and opposed to the negative or the things that make you hurt or whatever like who are you to say that so branding is like overwhelming for real I think you, we need to take the focus so much on branding because you start to think so much about a brand. Okay, what, how do I brand myself or brand right. this person to the point you start to lose your mind? And right. The whole thing of branding is just showcasing who you are. Right. So don't focus so much on being a brand, but just showing the world who is Derrico BJ. Right. right. Who is Brandon? How are you alike? How are you different? Who is Melissa? Who is Mona? Right. One and the same. Like I said, Mona tends to be the more creative persona of me. Mm -hmm. Melissa is the more subdued, calm, you know, growing out and coming out of her shell. In the event of coming out of her shell, Mona was birthed. 
but they're all connected. Yeah. You know, they're both connected. Um, I can understand what you're saying as far as you're in a crossroads or kind of learning religion wise who you are. And that could be a whole nother topic right, for another right. time. But, you know, the thing is, you know, a lot of times we take on religions and and religious views of what we're exposed to when we're little. Right. And then when we grow older, we start to question some things or I know that I've never grown up in a religious home, even though as a child I've gone to church with mm-hmm. family members and I've, <clears throat> but the household has always been very spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, it's always been instilled in me that there is a higher power. God, you know, there is a God, God does exist. And I don't doubt that to this day. Right. But as far as religion, and I, I can recall my grandmother and even random strangers who would, you know, try to question you about, you know, your knowledge of the Bible and right, whatnot. Right. I used to get so frustrated. And I remember one day I was working at um at a retail store when I was in college and one of the only two black people that worked in the store. <laughs> and, you know, he was so deep in his religion. He was always talking about God and church. And uh, one day he brought it up again and I must have got an attitude. And he was like, why do you get so angry when I talk about God? And I said, I'm not angry. What are you talking about? It's like, you do. You get angry. And I had to really think on that for a minute. And I was just like, maybe I do. I don't know. (laughs) And then it came to me, though, that I get frustrated because I don't like when a person tries to um, challenge me. As far as to make it seem like I'm ungodly or I'm a heathen or I'm this just right. because I don't quote scriptures out the Bible. You can know the Bible front and back, but are you living your yeah. life according to that Bible? Right. You know? So my thing is, I will not lie to myself and I'm not going to be baptized into a church home and do all these extra things when I know at the end of the day. I don't feel comfortable and I don't feel there yet. Right, right. And no religion, something about religion just has never sat with me. You know, I feel like my relationship with God and being connected to people and the universe and energy from, you know, I know I sound like a tree hugger right now, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just to me, really, those things are what keep you grounded and that is the connection that should be focused on and not the reading of the Bible and these rituals and religions of formalized religion. That's to me is less important than your relationship. Right. Exactly. And it's a very personal journey. So when people try to challenge me in that way, it, it frustrates me. And since I've been able to identify that, I can more easily say, I'm sorry, but this is not a conversation we're going to have. Right, it's a very right. Personal journey. right, right. Yeah, that's definitely how I have to look at it too, because so many of the things in this process of learning self, I realized that I used to use it to not only defend what I believe, but also to shut another person down. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that branding yourself, and even for other people, that is an a that's a very like effective um tool when you don't use your powers for good and you know we see like every day somebody you know some brand whether it be h&m or whoever they're starting to show their true intent and color 
in their responsibilities to their customers and the people that they're serving. They're letting you know ultimately who they really are behind the clothes that they sell you, behind the the sales and discounts that they may give you. They're showing themselves, which doesn't necessarily always mean, even though it's how we perceive it, it's very underlying racist, but it's also morally uneducated, too. You know, I think to an extent, yes. But, you know, I also think that businesses, companies, corporations are willing to do whatever to get those sales. Yeah. So if they have to push those buttons to get an uproar. Yeah, and that's then, exactly what I think it is. But, you know, people don't still purchase the stuff, you know. Who who going Yeah, like, I, I look at, like, how... We see there is not as I mean, there are so many companies and I saw somewhere somewhere else. I don't even know who it was who posted something that made sense too, where, you know, certain designers are known races or how the the fashion industry are not very open and welcoming to, you know, other black designers or creators. And yet we still purchase their clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like. Getting in an uproar unless you plan to actually come up with an action plan to do something about it because really it's just a, a street. A, why are my words so twisted? That strategic <laughs> 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 ploy to you know I guess see what come up comes of it and it's kind of sad that that's what they do and resort to but um. I just don't know anymore. I don't know what yeah. to make sense of anything anymore. Because it's almost like we're we're becoming dependent on these these people in in numerous ways to make us feel good about ourselves. Like um clothes play a very in, important or integral part mm-hmm. of how you feel about yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you're like subconsciously branding yourself, you want to look good and feel good and then this person that you've been endorsing that has made you feel very significant finally says you a fucking monkey you know what i'm saying now you just like you know emotionally you know flustered and you want to boycott and you want to do all of these things but that should be a motivator for other things besides the boycott like you should take responsibility for the change and say look well we're going to find those people within our communities within our positions and possibly employ or empower somebody else yes. in those circumstances so that other brands can thrive. That's some that's another thing that I would love for us to, you know, pour more into our own. Yeah. Because there are a lot of dope creative um artists, you mm-hmm. know, <clears throat> in all industries, you know. Um but we focus so much, we don't do enough research on our own. Right, right. You know, music-wise, fashion, I mean, you name the industry. Or I mean, there's so many wonderful, creative, black, colored um, people of color who do very good things, good work, you know. But we just do not do the proper research. Or if you come across somebody, help promote and expose them, support them. Yeah, yeah. That's one. That's one of the things that I think we will probably see more now because of the fact that all of us are like touching and agreeing on being tired of the normatives Mm -hmm. like we don't we don't see enough of what reflects us Mm -hmm. in society in culture well i mean shit they steal the shit out our culture but (laughs) 
it's it's still some things amongst us that we have to fix about us too you know so um i definitely feel like we're going to see more and more of that but taking yourself seriously as a brand like knowing that you may not have an idea for the brand but you're still very much a brand what are some things that you should stay away from that ultimately affects the brand that you'll become at some point in your life like what I know one of the things that I have to stay away from is looking at other brands doing the same thing that I'm doing. That was very tricky in the beginning because what I would do, you know, I write, try to create these stories mm-hmm. and these web series ideas. And what I would find is this is like shows, other shows or movies would come out and it would be very closely related mm-hmm. to what I was writing. Like, right. with certain differences, but it's like, my goodness, and it's okay, I lose interest in that. I can't complete that. That's too, I gotta revamp that. Mm-hmm. And then you go and work on something else, and then it's like a movie coming out, and it's just like, and it's just like, it's always gonna be something that's similar. Mm-hmm. You know, but I guess it's all about how you put your spin on it. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stories about I mean, yeah, it's, it can be, it all depends on how you do it and get your, your story to stand out. I mean, they will never all be the same. And I guess that kind of got me caught up in losing motivation and even writing for a second because it just seemed like it was already story similar to what I was doing. You know, but there's, like I said, so many that are very closely, closely related already that are alike, but. I guess they differ in their own ways But I can't focus so much on what someone else is doing I have to just do what I do And know that mine would stand out Right You know Um, Or maybe that's just a challenge To really think harder and think deeper You know to really challenge myself But sometimes you do have to just turn the TV off Turn the radio off um, And barricade yourself (laughs) For a minute So you can kind of get it done And then go from there but it's kind of hard to at the same time because you need to know what's going on out there Mm -hmm. to know what's in demand what's happening um but i'm pretty sure a lot of people have experienced that yeah i know um within the like past couple of weeks because well just to um inform the listeners this platform that we're on now with our two cents is very different due to the fact that i'm i'm sure that you see a lot of male and female partnership in podcasting but the way in which the format of the show is going to be is where you will hear from us both um every two weeks it'll be a bi-weekly show where we actually you know talk and discuss things together but then on those other weeks where we won't be doing anything together there'll be one show where she'll present herself in her own platform and then on the other week it'll be me and it'll be a way for us to talk about those things that we may not relate to with one another but very much need to express and kind of candidly discuss with the listeners that are um, listening to the show so um, I want you to tell us a little bit about that show that you're going to do where you get to really dig into who Mona is and possibly give more spotlight on that brand of Mona Lisa I mean, the whole intent is to kind of take you a little through my thoughts or my feelings or my views um, and to be as creative as I choose to be. I may be in a mood to write a piece of poetry or share with you 
um, pieces of a story that I have or an experience. And it's pretty much just another way of storytelling or to talk about different things um, that come to mind or it'll vary. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't really have any specifics I'm ready to give away just yet, but it's going to touch on just kind of so you can get a sense of who I am and things that go through my mind. And right, right. For instance, one thing that I do want to talk about, um, which you can look forward to soon also, is um, friendship. We don't talk a lot about friendship and those relationships. We spend so much time talking about intimate relationships right, with right. the opposite sex and we don't talk about how, you know, sometimes even your friendships um, are more valuable to right, you right. than the spouse, girlfriend, lover, boyfriend right. that you have. And we need to have more conversations about that, you know. And we um, not everybody knows how to be a friend. Right. Or when you get a friend, do you talk about your expectations in that friendship right. before you join in that friendship? We or do you so think that a person should about. just know? <laughs> should know, yeah. We I mean, I think that like that that probably is going to be our strong suit because for me personally, I know that I had to fight for our friendship because like so many people would always like for the listener so many people would take Melissa to be my perfect girlfriend like this is the perfect person for you to be with and we had to like fight for just the simple friendship like look this is my best friend like and that is so important to shed light on because people think that chemistry it's supposed to be instant response. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to just do whatever it is that you feel. But what if you actually lose that friend in that process just because you responded to how you felt in that moment? Or how everybody else tells you you're right. feeling that moment. You got your family. We are perfectly or we're always perfectly fine being just strictly platonic friends. Right. We have never talked about dating nothing and all of a sudden you know it's just everybody who or even when you're trying to date I know you experienced that more than I did but (laughs) you know um, thinking that I'm somebody more more. than who I am and it's never been that I just I don't understand I mean most people don't really think or believe or trust that two people of the opposite sex can be friends So I hope whoever is listening, if you were one of those females who sent me a text message asking who is this so-and-so-and-so and and I still didn't answer the question or I probably dismissed (laughs) you, I hope you're listening because, yes, we're still friends and we're still moving forward and we're going to definitely talk about the issues of platonic friendship, you know, genuine friendship, like being, being that same best of friend even when this person has a relationship Mm -hmm. these are like things that we don't talk about it's hard to make the world understand that everything isn't overtly sexual everything that you deal with with another person of the opposite sex is not based on chemistry alone you know Mm -hmm. you may just have experiences that you guys touch and agree on you may just have you know what is called balance you know, to each other. You may be the yin to this person's yang, but that doesn't mean that you cross those boundaries. So it's so many things in our two cents that we're going to talk about. 
and touch on. We're definitely trying to be better friends to one another. We're definitely trying to be better partners with each other. Um, there are so many levels to our friendship that makes this show and this relationship important. So um, definitely you're going to hear some very interesting things, some very interesting topics, peeling back the layers on religion and sexuality and all of these things that hinder us from being better to one another. And um, I'm just really excited. Like, I really feel like now that the first 10 minutes (laughs) of preparing is over with and we get to flowing and talking, it became easier, you know, and so we're going to continue to go forward. Um, one of the things that I definitely want to point out about podcasting is that it's very hard work. And the thing that I'm learning now every day is that it's a lot of people who spend like so many astronomical amounts of money on, you know, their shows. And, um, there's a lot of great shows with great editing. You know, they're doing trade ads and commercials. In their shows and these things are very much expensive so in building brands i want to encourage those who are listening that like it's not going unnoticed how hard you are working i definitely hear a lot of interesting things being done in podcasting and though it's not you know you're not really making any money off of it 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 doesn't go beyond you know, the social media platforms all the time. I just want to encourage people to continue putting forth the great work because opportunities are opening up for all of us. And this is our very first show. And I can tell just by the energy alone that we're going to see some profitable opportunities and we're going to be able to talk to, you know, people on different tiers and levels. So um, that's one of the things I wanted to share because there's so much good stuff out here and um, we definitely want to collaborate with people talking about your brand and how your brand is coming together and the interesting things that you're learning along the way. So let me just add real quick mm-hmm. to um, one thing that we people tend to stray away from is speaking too much on something until it gets to a certain point when you're trying to build a brand or a business. You don't want it to say too much, which is a very smart move. But also what I have to learn or am learning is that sometimes you have to let the world know or people know what you're trying to accomplish because I've kind of at a crossroads, if you will, um, trying to put together a platform for women, but I need to find the people to help build it. Right. So if there are any women who are looking for a space to be creative, there is a platform and company that I have um been working on putting together where you can pretty much express yourself however you need to um, whether it be fashion wise or um, filming, writing, poetry choreography um, music just any way that you feel you need to express yourself or be creative then this platform is for those women because a lot of times these businesses or companies when it comes to that type of arena are usually male ran Mm -hmm. and then they bring a woman on but i want something that is predominantly woman-based women-based and um we'll talk about that more on i guess my single show so that um i can highlight more and and give more insight into what that will be and then um the website will be up and going soon sometime this summer um 
But yeah, I just want to know that that's something that I'm working on. So if there are any women, even men, you know, who are interested in being a part of that build up process, you know, right. that, you know, just let me know. Definitely. Um, shout your social media out again for those who um, probably didn't catch it in the beginning. So Mona Lissa, M-O-H-N-A, Lissa, L-Y, N, well, wait. Let me say that one more time. Mona Lisa. M O H N A L Y S S A A. Um, you can also find me, Dergo B J at D E R G O B J. Um any platform, Facebook, uh, Instagram and uh Twitter. Um we also have a uh show page that we just recently started as well. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at our two cents pod. It is O U R the number two C E N T S P O D on Twitter and Instagram. Um, follow us. We're definitely going to be interacting with all of you guys on all social media platforms, constantly growing the exposure to the show. Um, definitely we'll have an email address. I believe our email address. It's the same hour two cents pod at gmail.com. Um, share with us your ideas, your thoughts. Um, if you're interesting in collaborations, um, I'm definitely making it a point to show my personal support. Like I'm not just going to retweet you and say, you know, I fucks with you and that those bullshit cliches to make people feel like you're actually listening. I'm definitely going to be more interactive. I actually want to pull up on a lot of you guys that I've met over the years and, you know, see what your towns are like, build relationships. You're going to see a lot of um, my inner circle growing and we're going to be traveling and really trying to touch the people doing different things outside of podcasting. There's going to be events um, where we try to build nonprofits, things of that nature, just really trying to make a, you know, a very vibrant and alive impact on, you know, our respected communities mm -hmm. and even in podcasting. So I definitely want to shake hands and kiss babies mm -hmm. if that's even possible. So um, definitely reach out to us again at Our Two Cents Pod on the Instagram and the Twitter and then also Insta, not email. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. The email address is Our Two Cents at gmail.com. Um, I think this wraps up the very first show. Um, thank you so much for your listenership. And hopefully you'll subscribe to our SoundCloud and iTunes and all of those different things. Thanks so much for listening. Peace and blessings. Y'all.